In this mad political scene that we find ourselves in at this present moment in time, the fact that we've seen politicians breaking away from their political parties comes as no surprise to us all. I'm surprised it hasn't happened earlier, actually. I'm surprised it's taken this long. And the resignations have clearly come as a, a, a result of differing views that they have from people within their party. But as I listen to them give their resignation speeches, whether they were Labour or Conservative or who they were, one of the things that became very clear to me was that they had a sense of no longer belonging. It wasn't just a difference of views, it was a sense of no longer belonging. The party that they had belonged to, they felt no longer did they belong to. Many of them would go on to speak about being pushed out of their political communities. And community is clearly important to us all across the spectrum. One of the very first meeting I ever led as a core cadet many, many years ago, I used Hebrews 10. And Hebrews 10 seemed to resonate with me. And again, it talked of community. Because Hebrews 10 says, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. And let us not give up the habit of meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing. But let us encourage one another all the more. You know, in recent years, in our church especially, we have focused on the need to become good disciples where we live and where we have our being each and every day. Yet I think it's also important that we recognise that people come to Christ in the context of community. Belonging comes before believing. And a fundamental element of sharing our faith is about helping people to belong so that they can come to believe. Our community needs to be a place where people can connect before they can commit. I actually see an awful lot of effectiveness within relationship as a means of sharing faith. I think there's a great irony about today's society. People know less about the Christian faith nowadays than they ever used to. And yet, they think they know what is, and they've decided they don't want it. Perhaps we are trying too hard to market church. I don't know. Maybe people are not looking for a better produced Christianity. They're looking for a truer, more authentic Christianity. And I think as people... Nowadays, know less about Christianity. If they're going to come to faith, if we're going to be people who are sharers of faith, travel guides as opposed to salespeople, then actually that process is going to take longer. Let's be frank, in the past, we gave people the right information through a well-presented salvation sermon, and then we called for an immediate decision. And once we've got that decision, once they committed themselves in faith, we then would invite them to take on board a community to become the discipleship part. And I think for a lot of people, finding faith nowadays is more about learning, is more like learning a second language. They're learning it from scratch. And that's best done in community. 
People need regular opportunities to connect and explore. They don't need salespeople selling them something, nor do they need people desperately trying to make the gospel hip or relevant or cool. They need travel guides to join them in exploring the great mystery of faith. That mystery that Christ has died, that Christ has risen, that Christ will come again. I'm always fascinated at this time of the year how we get a change in the nature of the phone calls coming into the office. You know, in the run-up to Christmas, our phone is buzzing with people wanting to volunteer. They want to help the Salvation Army. They want to get engaged in our Christmas program. They want to do this. They want to do that. Then January comes and actually the phone calls start to dry up. It's as though the Christmas conscience that people rightly have suddenly gets pushed to the background. But what does it tell me about the fact that people want to volunteer to come and help us do our humanitarian work? It tells me that people are drawn to ministries that are designed to help the marginalised. Ministries of compassion, ministries of service, to a lot of people, are evidence for the genuineness of the gospel. And that's why they want to get engaged in it. The world's tired of empty words. The world wants to see promises come to fruition. People are more likely to know God if our message is lived out and makes a difference. People are interested in spiritual experiences. They long to know that this God of ours is real. That he's not just our unseen airy fairy friend in the sky. People therefore need a place to connect before they can commit. And they need a safe place to ask their questions. To express their doubts. To actually tell us they don't agree. You see, community is important. Community is a place of belonging in order to believe. We make no bones that when we enroll these young junior soldiers, we, we put the emphasis on us all as a congregation because we have a responsibility as community to help them in their discovery of the reality of God. There's an important thing that we need to recognize and that we need to work in community as well as work on our own. I said, if you remember rightly, two weeks ago when I spoke, that actually sharing faith isn't about closing the deal on a sales pitch. We're not salesmen hitting somebody with a sales pitch and then closing the deal. Instead, it was about conversation on a journey for most people. And so important in that is the need for genuine friendships I was really challenged when I went to the opticians last because she said to me Mr. Ormond what's your hobbies right okay well I like walking and then I thought of the last time I went for a walk and that was ages ago I like playing golf I play golf regularly oh when was the last time you played mm, four months ago Actually, I struggle to list my hobbies. When I write down the things I have to do, more often than not, I have no time to do the things that I love. 
What do you love to do? What do you love to do? We Christians too often don't spend time doing what we love to do. And in so doing, actually we miss great opportunities to build friendships with people who don't know Christ. Who don't get God. Because if we love what we do, and we like doing it, why don't we do it with other people who aren't Christians? Officer friend of mine loved football. Couldn't play it, no good at it at all. Couldn't run to save his life. Couldn't tackle, couldn't do anything. But loved football. And he was appointed to a town, and he picked up the phone to his local football club, who were in the low leagues um, of the football league. And he rang up and he said, can I speak to your community person? A community person came on. He said, can I speak to your chaplain? And she said, we don't have one. Oh, would you like one? And suddenly a conversation was had between the community development officer at a small town football club and an army officer who couldn't play football but loved it about getting involved and doing something that he loved but that would be a means of meeting people who were non-faith. He isn't constantly trying to evangelise at the footy. He doesn't go every Saturday. He doesn't walk around with his Bible in his hand. He doesn't even wear his uniform. He wears the local colours of the football club. But you know, he's got a column in the match day programme every week, the, cap- the chaplain's column. And actually he meets people who the community people put him in touch with. He goes to meet the young lads on the training youth team who are struggling to find their way in football. And actually he's doing what he loves, but suddenly he's found himself doing it with non-Christians. What do you love to do? And how could you do what you actually love doing with other people who have no idea about faith and church? You know, I think so often we're stressed out by our busyness, aren't we, we Christians? We take ourselves far too seriously. And actually, sometimes we need to rediscover what it is to have a good time. To release some of the burdens of life. Because I think if we do, perhaps we might find a little bit more refreshment and re-energising by doing what we love with people who aren't church. And actually, by doing that, we might find ourselves living out Jesus in a lot better way. You know, it's not just as simple as coming along and appearing to be really hip and trendy and being a good friend. Actually, when it comes to sharing faith out there, I find one of the biggest problems we have is that there's an issue of trust. There's an issue of trust. I read the story of a young man called Daniel. He was a student. He loved drinking coffee. He loved going in coffee shops. And he realised that lots of other people did that. And as a Christian, he thought, what a great place to go out and share my testimony. So what did he do? He went and got a job at Starbucks. And he got to work with all the people. And while he's making his latte and his macchiato and all the other things, 
he turns around to one of the girls who's another barista in Starbucks and he says to her, and what, what, what about God? Is it, do, do you know God? Is God in your life? And the young lady turned around to him and sharpishly cut him off and said, God? I tell you, God wasn't around when I was sexually assaulted at the age of 14, so no, I don't know God. For that young man, he discovered there was a trust issue. And actually, sometimes before we can share faith, we have to recognize that for some people, we've got to build trust again. For some people, that actually their trust in church, their trust in anything to do with the divine has been damaged. You know, in all the friendships I've ever developed, the greatest asset is not my strength of character. It's not my abilities. It's been actually my humanity, who I am, my weaknesses, my doubts. And you know what? I found more people relate to my questions and my struggles than they do with my eloquent sermons. I think there's a lot of people that aren't interested in eloquent answers or statements. What they want to know is that I'm walking exactly the same way they walk. That I have exactly the same struggle as they have. Being, being human actually sometimes is more important than being an expert. It's interesting, when you look at John chapter 4 verse 1. The story of Jesus and the woman at the well. You all know it. The adulterous woman comes to the well. Jesus is there. What's the first words that leave his mouth? Excuse me, can you give me a drink? He starts the conversation by putting himself in the place of need. He actually doesn't call her to convert and repent from her wrongdoing. He doesn't declare her to be a sinner. He asks her for a drink. And he starts with his own humanness. And from his own humanness, he develops the conversation. Sharing faith is about friendship. Sharing faith is not about agenda. We don't just build relationships and friendships to convert people. When I lived in London, I soldiered at Poplar Corps. Poplar Corps is the oldest corps in the army, real ragtag and bobtail corps in the east end of London. And it was a, certainly a very interesting experience going to the morning meeting at Poplar every week. But when I was talking to the corps officer in the coffee afterwards, it was Gordon Cottrell. And Gordon was telling me about an experience he'd had in the coffee shop the, the, the day before. He said, that man over there, he talked to me yesterday. And I was trying to befriend him. I was trying to be nice to him. And I was trying to help him. And he immediately turned around to me and he said, why are you trying to help me? Why are you being nice to me? Is it because you just want another church number on your roll? And actually, this is the point, isn't it? Why do we befriend people? Do we befriend them just to convert them? Or do we befriend them because actually... That's what Jesus would have us do. People aren't too happy to find out they've been a project. People aren't ever happy to find out they've been a project. Friendship, sharing faith is about friendship, not 
having an agenda for conversion. As we build trust, let's never forget, though, that friendship must always get to a point of challenge. We can build up trust and friendship with people, but we can never get to that point where we actually communicate the gospel. And people are not loved when we build trust and never communicate truth. This morning, I share with you a simple message about working in community and a simple message that talks about spiritual friendship. I believe all of those are important, both of those are important that if we're going to effectively be fruitful out there and be good disciples of Jesus. And so as we go away from this place this morning, how about we think about how we're working out our faith in community? How we are encouraging each other? How about we go away from this place this morning thinking about the things we love to do and how are we doing them? Who are we doing them with? And how about we go away from this place this morning thinking about our spiritual friendships? And do we create friendships because it's a project or because it's genuine friendships aimed at communicating all that God is? Let's pray together. Father God, this morning we've had a good meeting where we've seen people embark on a a commitment of junior soldiership and yet all of us are on a journey and one of the most important truths that we recognize is the importance of community in our faith development and i thank you for the community here we're not perfect we have our weaknesses there's many things we do wrong and for those things that we do fail we ask you to show us where we could be better But we do ask that you'll help us all to be a community that works together, where belonging can be a thing that happens, where people can always have a sense of belonging. And I pray for us all. We pray for us each that as we go into our world, as we think about being disciples in our world tomorrow, may we consider the friendships we have. May we think about the things that we do, the things that we love doing, the opportunities we have to develop friendships that will be positive and will role model Jesus there. We ask these things in your name. Amen.